Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Martin Luther King Jr. said, "Sunday, 11 o'clock, is the most segregated hour in the whole entire week." And I agree with that. As a statewide Asian catalyst, I visit and travel and to preach many churches on a Sunday morning. And I can definitely witness in America that Asian churches are all Asians are meeting in African American churches where the African Americans go, and Anglo churches are where the Anglo people、uh, meet together for worship. And that's pretty typical everywhere I go. So it is. It is really true. The question is: Is the heaven Just like that, we see in America or other parts of the world, is in heaven only one ethnic group will be there.、Uh, all the other ethnic groups will not be present there. Is that the heaven that we're going to go to? So that's a really good question. Today, we're going to see the heaven is the most multi-ethnic place ever. We're going to see the worship. From all nations, all tongue, all different languages, to praise one Jesus, one Lord, one God together. So let's delve into Revelation chapter seven and verse nine together. After these things, I looked, and behold, a great multitude. Which no one could count from every nation, and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches, were in their hands. Amen. Now there are two things I want to draw from: two people groups. The first one is Jews. The th-、uh, the second one is Gentiles. Pretty simple. Okay, let's go back to today's verse. So I want us to touch on uh, the the uh, the Jewish people first. Now let me give you some context of this chapter. So chapter seven is the、uh, interlude between chapter six and chapter eight.、Uh, as we as we studied six seals that Jesus broke in chapter six, we're gonna see the seventh seal will be broken by Jesus as well in chapter eight. Now the six, seven seals were the judgment of God. So those judgment of God are very scary thing. But in between this judgment, there is the interlude in today's chapter, and then this interlude is amazing, gigantic, the biggest scale of worship that includes all ethnicities in heaven for kingdom of God for Jesus Christ. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So that is the context. So it starts with Jewish people. In verses four through eight, we see the certain number of people praising、um, the Lord. One hundred forty-four thousand people. So what do they mean? They mean twelve the tribes of Israel. So each tribe has twelve. Thousand people, so twelve thousand multiplied by twelve, which is hundred forty-four thousand. Very well organized and number specific, and twelve tribes were represented there. Now, twelve tribes, so of course, they are Jewish people. So some people say, when when some people say、uh, in heaven there will be only one hundred forty-four thousand people, and that means there will be only、uh, Jewish people because this one hundred forty-four thousand people are all from twelve tribes. Does it mean that Koreans or uh, uh, Afghans or、uh, Kenyan would not be there at all? Well, that is not the case. If you stop in verse. 
8, then all the Gentiles will be eliminated from heaven, and there's no point of reading uh, through this book, right? So thankfully, that is not the end. Of course, 144,000 people represent the Jewish descendants. Jewish people will be there, and then there are, there are the ones who have seals in their foreheads. But So it's, we can see that they're very specialized there in this passage. However, we see that verse is not stopped in verse 8, but it's continued in verse 9. Verse 9, of course, is today's the passage that we want to study together. So from verse 9 till verse 17, talk about the Gentiles. So let's look at today's passage. It says, after these things, so these things are referring to the previous one, which is verses 4 and verses 8. It means the 144,000 Jewish people in heaven. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count. Now, the Jewish people, we could count the number, 144,000 people. But here, for, for the Gentiles, we cannot even count how many of them. So we can see that we could be much more than 144,000 people. So we don't know. We just don't have the, uh, the clear number. But we can see that it's a multitude of people, a lot of people. Now from where? From, let's look at this, every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues. Okay? Wow. So it's not just by nation. Because even if it's just one nation, there are so many people groups. For example, I went to uh, Myanmar. And in Myanmar, there are so many people groups and so many different languages speaking, right? So uh, if it's just nation, it's not that inclusive. But it says it also has all tribes and peoples and the tongues or language. So it's very inclusive. So all ethnic groups, the people groups, language groups are represented here in heaven. So let's see what they, what they do. They are standing before the throne. Throne means the God's sovereignty, meaning they are surrendering to the Lord. They believe in God. That's what it means. They are, they are worshiping God, one God, the true God. And also, they are standing before the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? The Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So these ethnic groups, these Gentiles, are Jesus' followers. Okay, they, they worship the Lord, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay, so even though they're from all different backgrounds and all different places, but they are not following other gods here, but they are all following one God, one true God, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And also, it says, clothed in white robes. If you remember in the previous chapter, chapter 6, the, the fifth seal was about martyrs. And these martyrs were killed for Jesus Christ and white robe was, was given to them. White robe represent what? Purity. So these Gentiles are also clothed. They're clothed in purity. Okay? So they're worthy to be in this heaven praising the Lord, and then it says, look very carefully here, they are all holding in their hands, what? Palm branches. So they are right, uh, they are wearing the white robe, and they are holding palm branches. Now what does this palm branch right here? It means, now if it, it harks back to Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40. What does, what does it talk about? It talks about the Feast of Booth. 
So God ordered the people of God, people of God, people of Israel, when they were coming out of Egypt, you know, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. And then they were in they were entering into the promised land as God promised. So God's promise was being fulfilled, and God was saying to them to remember the God's work in the wilderness and God's promise being fulfilled through entering to the promised land. God ordered them to observe this feast of booth for seven days and at the end of the seven days they are going to wave the palm branches in their hands so waving their palm branches it really means that these people are celebrating that god's promise being fulfilled that god is leading them to the promised land but also we can see in the new testament when jesus was entering to jerusalem uh, riding on the donkey the people came out and what did they do they waved the palm branches in their hands and they were saying hosanna hosanna in the highest hosanna means save us save us it really showing it is really the recognizing that jesus is the messiah he is the promised one he is the anointed one also he is the savior Okay. Now, in today's passage, Revelation chapter 7, we see that this multitude of people, uh, the Gentiles, were waving the palm branches in their hands. And the right next verse, which is verse 10, they say, Salvation belong to the Lord. So they are praising just like the, uh, the people in the, uh, the uh, uh, four synoptic gospels who are waving their palm branches to Jesus entering into Jerusalem. These Gentiles were also praising Jesus Christ, praising uh, Him as the Lord and Savior because salvation belongs to the Lord. Salvation does not belong to human power. It doesn't belong to other religions, but salvation belongs to the Lord. That salvation is only by God's grace through faith in Christ Jesus alone as in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-8. Through nine. So we can see this ethnicity, even though they're from all around the world, but the gospel of Christ Jesus encompasses all the geographical boundaries and cultural boundaries and all those differences. So God is God of all nations, and Jesus is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and surely, and then interestingly, these Gentiles were following or joining this Jewish tradition of Feast of Booth. And also these Jewish people cheering for Jesus entering through Jerusalem. So we can see the heavenly worship. We see not, we don't see the segregation in heaven. That it's not like a Sunday 11 o'clock in the United States, but it is the 24-7 forever in heaven. There is the unison praise from Jewish people, 144,000 people, and also the multitude of the Gentiles coming from all around the world, all nations, all tribes, praising one Jesus Christ, one Lord and one Savior. And they're all praising that salvation belong to God. Isn't that amazing? Now, verse 14 of this passage, it, say, it is saying where this ethnic, I mean, this uh, Gentiles were from, they're saying they are, it, it says they are from tribulation. It doesn't say they are from, uh, they are from uh, Madagascar or they're from Malaysia. That's not what, it's, what it says. It says they're from tribulation. So no matter what countries or what background they're from, they all went through the, uh, the persecution, the cost, the sacrifice for following Jesus Christ. Also in the same verse, it says they were washed in the blood of the Lamb. That means they were washed in the blood of Christ to Jesus. So they are 
truly the same believers. Yeah, their skin colors may be different. They speak the different languages, and they're all from different different culture. But they are all washed in the blood of Christ Jesus for their faith in Christ Jesus, and they suffered. They were persecuted. They went through all the tribulation for the sake of Christ Jesus. And in the verse. Uh, verse sixteen, verse sixteen and seventeen, it uh, closes. It closes this chapter with a beautiful uh, picture that there will be no pain in heaven. Yes, they went through tribulation and all the difficulties, but there will be no more tribulation in heaven. There will be no more suffering, and Jesus Christ Himself is going to wipe out their tears. Wow, this isn't that amazing? That Jesus is the good shepherd. He is a merciful, he is compassionate, and he is going to wash out their tears in heaven. So this is a great comfort. So we can see this wonderful chapter, chapter seven, is the multi-ethnic worship forever in heaven. Jewish people and Gentiles putting to they are put together to worship one Lord, one Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And we see that Ephesians chapter two, we see that Jesus is the peace that he bring he brings these two hostile groups, Jews and Gentiles together to worship. Now we see all the news between uh, the uh, the struggles and you know war between uh, Israel and Palestine. I mean that's only happened in the world, but in heaven we. See See that all believers, regardless of regardless of their cultural background or ethnicities, they're all one in Christ Jesus, praising God together. So, what should we do with this wonderful fact? Of course, as we are navigating for the future here, as we wait for Jesus's return, as we wait for heaven, we can still experience the glimpse of heaven. So first of all, now we can pursue multi-ethnic worship. Now, if you are living in the rural area, and if you have a majority of one ethnicity over others, let's say if you have like a 98, 99% of Asian, one particular ethnic group, and you have a very few minority groups, so it is very physically, realistically, practically difficult to have other ethnicities in your worship service. Of course, I understand that. So if, if your demographic or geographical uh, limitation is not allowing the multi-ethnic worship service, uh, it is difficult to do that in the Sunday worship every Sunday. However, still, you can teach your church, your Sunday school, uh, the group, your Bible studies, that in heaven, there will be no just American only, white only, or African American only, or Asian only. There will be all people groups uh, represented there worshiping the Lord together. So you can even, uh, you can disciple people to prepare for that. Now, if you're living in the uh, big cities or a little bit smaller cities, but if you uh, live in the place where a lot of multi-ethnic uh, communities represent, I really want to challenge you, try this, that even if you have a very one ethnic worship service, in your church, try to invite other ethnic groups in your church. Let them have a worship together. Uh, I mean, isn't that true? As Martin Luther King said, the Sunday, there's only one group out of all uh, different groups 
meets only uh, the, their, by their ethnic groups. It's really the church because if you go to elementary school, uh, Walmart, and all kinds of places, you see the multiple groups uh, being together in the building, but that's not the case in the church. But why not? Why not we try the multi-ethnic worship service? Now, if they speak the different languages, then you can still let them have their opportunity to worship in their languages together, but at least like a once a month and periodically you can have a combined worship service to really celebrate the multi-ethnic that you can truly experience the glimpse of heaven uh, by doing so. So I want to highly encourage you, encourage you to consider to worship with other ethnic groups because it's not one, one race over the other, but all races, Jews, if the Jews and Gentiles are worshiping together, there is no, um, no two groups cannot worship. So we can all worship God, one God together. Secondly, uh, to make this happen, to, to, to see these multi-ethnic groups coming together to worship the one Lord Jesus Christ, then there must be multi-ethnic evangelism, multi-ethnic discipleship must proceed because we, Jesus Christ gave us the command, which is the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, clearly said, Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. He doesn't say make disciples of your own ethnicity, but you must, we must make disciples of all nations. So we, we must share the gospel of Christ Jesus, not only with our same kind, but also we need to go to the neighborhood and go to the other places where the other ethnic groups live. We might speak different languages, but we can still pray and ask the Lord's blessing so that we can learn the language, we can learn the culture, but most importantly, we need to go out to them and proclaim the wonderful gospel of Christ Jesus to them so that more people from more nations, more different uh, the language groups and tribes would hear the gospel of Christ Jesus and they will be discipled and they will all join together in heaven praising the Lord Jesus together. So multi-ethnic evangelism, the ethnic evangelism must to, must be cross-cultural and then so that then the discipleship must happen in the multi-ethnic environment as well so that they will be the nations will be discipled and nations would be uh, ambassadors for Christ Jesus so that they can reach out to their own people and the other people groups as well so that everyone in the world every tribe every culture every language would hear the gospel of Christ Jesus so that some of them would come to know Jesus and then they will all join the multi-ethnic choir in heaven forever. So let's try multi-ethnic worship and let's definitely let's do this multi-ethnic evangelism and discipleship for God's kingdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you for this wonderful picture of heaven that the, the heavenly worship is not segregated anymore, but it is multi-ethnic because you are calling all nations, not just the Jewish people, but also all ethnicities all around the world to come and to believe and to follow and to depend and to truly worship you from bottom bottom of their hearts. Father, so please help us to include other ethnicities to our worship service, but Father, please help us to cross the, across the cultural boundaries and all the difficulties and uh, the stumbling blocks and barriers to reach all nations, to make, all, to make disciples of all nations for your name. Father, we thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.